When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's up, Drew? Uh, the Boston Bruins have decided to part ways with Mitchell Miller. Oh, no. Wow. Well, what a shame. I, we did it. This podcast. Welcome to Brews and Bruins. Uh, we're back and it's bullshit. Um, I regret to inform everybody. It's another one of those very special episodes um, where hockey did something and now we have to talk about it. Uh, and unfortunately, it was the Boston Bruins who did it this time. Um, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, in case you haven't been on, I don't know anywhere in the past few days uh, the Bruins signed Mitchell Miller to an entry-level contract and if you don't know who Mitchell Miller is he's the guy we talked about a while back who was renounced as a draft pick by the Arizona Coyotes because he committed heinous acts of uh, bullying uh, toward a disabled black child uh, and was sentenced in court uh yeah, this is a, overall just like one of the worst looks that an organization can have. Um, clearly, someone thought this was a good idea, and uh, the Bruins have come out and said, hey, we did a lot of vetting, and uh, apparently a lot of people have done more vetting than them because uh, a lot of journalists and uh, people investigating through Twitter have uh pulled up a bunch of stuff that kind of proves that they didn't really do their their due diligence and then of course Gary Bettman came out and said uh yeah we don't know if this guy's ever going to be eligible to play in the AHL or the NHL um so it's just like really bad look um and I hate it yeah no it's it's like it's basically an endorsement of those actions especially when uh Mitchell Miller his apologies have either been court ordered or team ordered Um, and they've been very self-serving and words mistake and incident and stuff like that comes up. Um, it feels like it's just his, his actions of don't really show much like actual remorse, more of a, I want to save my potential NHL career. And that's really it. I want this to go away and people to shut up. So I'll just say, sorry. Um, and, and that's what really like, 
ticks me off is like you see these situations where um, someone commits a, a horrible act and, and they're in sports. It happens to a lot of athletes that they do this. Maybe there's some sort of trend there. Um, and it, there are people who come forward more with like more remorse and like more sincere apology. It just seems like this kid doesn't even care, uh, which is just on a whole nother level, just kind of disgusting. And I really don't know why the Bruins would make this move. Like it's just it. Ty Anderson wrote a really great article uh, for 98.5 just talking about like, like it's not worth it. Even if the guy turns out to be the next like Gretzky or something, it's not even worth it. Like, why would you, it, it goes beyond hockey in this situation um, where morals have, should, should have a bigger weight in that decision. And clearly it didn't for Bruins management. Copy paste. Oh, um, I didn't realize that I was ready to talk. Sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously I had to cover it when the Coyotes first drafted him and uh, minor clarifications on what both of you said. Uh, I, I do. Th so Isaiah Meyer Crothers is uh, developmentally disabled he is neurodivergent he's autistic he's not disabled physically which i would argue makes it even a little worse um the bullying incident for those who haven't read up on it which i would assume everybody at this point has has read up in to some degree on it but uh uh part of the the contention back when he was first drafted um was that he wrote this court-ordered letter apologizing to the victim um, and then had not reached out after that point from what uh, has been shared. He was told not to have any contact with this student after that point. And so his assertion at the time was that he had not said anything else by court mandate, which I obviously juvenile records are sealed. So there's no way of fully knowing who, like just how, just how accurate his claims are on that. I'm certainly not inclined to believe him a ton. Um, my issue almost isn't even whether or not his apologies are court ordered or not, because I think they would have been regardless. Like I think there would have been a, a, some mandate that something was said no matter what. Um, my issue is that in every apology he's made, uh, it has not sounded like he gets it. And I am all for restorative justice and I'm all for giving people additional chances. But my biggest issue with this kid, because I, I had to listen to a lot of stuff on this kid when he was first drafted, um, is that in none of his apologies has he brought up the fact that what he did was just, it wasn't a mistake. It was a clear reflection of a poor cultural fostering that he and his friends were enabling. And that's a really hard thing for someone to admit. And I think 
there's been a lot of talk of, you know, a lot of his apologies sound written, like they're written by someone else. And that's, that's fine. Uh, that's even more concerning if the people that he has advising him don't get that. Um, but he didn't make mistakes that he needs to apologize for. He showed a clear and consistent cultural belief that it is okay to take advantage of someone who didn't seem to cognitively understand that these kids who he wanted to be friends with were very clearly taking advantage of him. And every apology that I've seen from Mitchell Miller has been, I made a mistake and I exercised poor judgment when I was a child and I'm going to start speaking to schools about how bullying is wrong. And I think that barely scratches the surface of what he needs to say in order to be allowed on a team. And I think that if the Bruins truly did their due diligence there and talked with him about whether or not he's actually learned anything from it, um, number one, uh, if they think he did after reading his statements and if his actual discussions with them are consistent with his statements, clearly they have no idea of what needs to be done, right? Like they have no idea just how, just how deep that well of bullying goes. Um, but if what he's saying to them is different from what he is putting in his apologies, uh, then they're stupid <laughs> because you would think that they would sit down with him and say, okay, you're telling us that you have learned X, Y, Z. The statements that you have publicly put out do not reflect that. Here's what we need you to say in order to show everyone that you understand what you've done. Uh, and you will not only not do that again, but that your mindset has shifted because that wasn't like he like elbowed a kid on the playground that showed that his decision-making process was right. fundamentally just like off in left field. And that I, I agree with Patrice Bergeron when he said that that's not a culture that they should have want any part of in their locker room. Cause that's not somebody whose thought making process shows any indication that he understands how to be just like a, an empathetic human being to someone who very clearly did not understand how to discern between someone genuinely being his friend and someone who was taking advantage of him. And that, that worries me. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, Chris, your turn. If you had something lined up. I, I mean, it, it, worth, worth noting that like mentioning Patrice Bergeron, Nick Foligno, like that leadership group came out and said, yeah, they weren't happy with the signing. Um, even Don Sweeney has kind of been really wishy-washy kind of everything he said has been like, I hate this. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want <laughs> to give him any credit because he did ultimately sign off on this move, but it kind of came, it came out like uh, this is something that I'm going to have to be the forward face of, but it's coming from higher up. Um, so a uh, big fuck you to the Jacobs family and uh, to Cam Neely, I assume who are uh, the ones equally off on it. equally yeah. as in on this, uh, mm -hmm. if not the ones who came up with the idea, um, it, it's it seems kind of nefarious. Also, that there's a lot of bad stuff going on in other sports right now, specifically the NBA, dealing with a wave of anti-Semitism and stuff with Kyrie Irving, and maybe that could be considered a distraction where they could slip this in, um, and. Uh, yeah, it just kind of feels really icky all around. Like the, this feels like something that was 
um, carefully planned by a PR firm that they didn't realize was going to go over as poorly as it did. But they, uh, for me, the biggest thing was Don Sweeney saying like, basically like I'll pick you up at the airport um, and I'll be the one to drive you back if this doesn't go over well. Like who says that? Like he said that in the press release. (laughs) It gave a lot of the, it came across as not, not even just like other sports, but like Evander Kane managed to get yet another contract this year. And it kind of came across as Kim Neely and the Jacobs family. Cause I'm assuming they were the ones who ultimately greenlit this. Uh, not understanding the difference between I don't think that any of the allegations against Evander Kane are good. I think that the ones against Mitchell Miller, which were ultimately he was convicted of these in in a juvenile court, Mm -hmm. uh, they were especially heinous. Uh, One of my Twitter followers is a, he works at an at-risk high school And he tweeted at me, I'm coming off my, because he had his Twitter locked. He said, I'm unlocking to say that I work with some kids who have been in some shit, basically. And this is one of the most depraved scenarios I've seen. Like, it's, I think nobody in that higher up group seems to fully comprehend just how, like, not okay that was. It, And I think a lot of it is there's been some discrediting attempted by people of the family of the victim. Um, There's been a lot of talk that, you know, the, that family has been involved in ultimately stuff that doesn't matter because that's all deflecting from, like, I I think I pointed out uh, a lot of people have this like empty face as the victim And if you replace it with somebody that you know who is developmentally disabled and you essentially react to what would happen if you'd heard that that had happened to them, and that makes people sort of physically recoil. They were like, oh, nope. And I think it it comes across as people not doing that that mental homework to, Mm -hmm. to really, it seems like they were like, oh, you know, these other guys are being given second chances. We'll give a guy a second chance too and not really comprehending the difference there like just how severe this particular instance was and it it comes across as this mitchell miller just not being very emotionally intelligent it it really seems like he just doesn't seem to grasp what he needs to be learning and Mm -hmm. i it comes across as the team just not understanding they, they talk about culture. I mean, they they traded a guy away for missing a team breakfast, right? They traded someone away for bad culture fit, uh, for like having a bad attitude and shouts to Tyler Sagan. Um, and they don't seem to equate like the severity levels of culture fit and character with emotional intelligence there. And this kid just seems to be like completely just devoid of it. And it's wild that that's still happening. Yeah, 
And especially like we've we've mentioned how he's used the word mistake, and I think Neely even did as well. And it's in not his a mistake. exactly <laughs> Literally a mistake a crime it, that was punished by law, and like, it was over the course of years. Is ongoing, it, yeah. It, not like a, it, not a singular incident. A, a good tweet that I saw, and I wish I remembered who the hell it was. Um, but they said. You know, smoking weed before the PSAT is a mistake that a kid would make in school. Like, that's a mistake. That's a, oh, no, you did that. You're not going to do that again kind of mistake. A mistake is something you do once and you learn from it. Um, and it clearly is not a mistake. They, he just completely downplays it. Uh, and it feels it feels sincere in the fact that like it is that much of a downplay for him. Like it is a mistake to him. It's not a big deal to Mitchell Miller, which is just, it's just so infuriating. And it just really it it really makes me mad as a Bruins fan that these are the people that are running the team that they're okay with this because it's an endorsement. It is an endorsement of those actions, whether they believe whether they themselves believe they were bad or not the decision to sign him is an endorsement. Um, should also be mentioned that I, it's not the job of the victim and the family of the victim. Like the Mike this family doesn't have to accept an apology. It's not no. their job mm -hmm. to be part of a yeah. rehabilitation tour. Um, I, I, I was bullied not to any sort of extent that this kid was in elementary school. And I, don't think i would ever forgive the dude who bullied me like even if it was relatively minor like the I, I if it's someone trying to like get their life together in a way to move into like a a position that they will not be able to get into without some sort of like public apology it's not my job to provide that like that seems like putting them in a in a really shitty position where like they're the arbiters of whether or not this kid deserves his quote unquote second chance. Well, uh, I hate to break it to you, but kid, this is like your third potential chance, fourth chance. Like the, once you didn't go to jail for this shit, this was your second chance. When even, even putting that aside, I, I don't think that what, I don't think that the victim's acceptance of an apology in a lot of instances uh, is necessarily something that is necessary for someone to get a second chance, right? Like I think in the majority of instances that shouldn't be this barrier. Like, like, like Chris is saying, it shouldn't be this, that shouldn't be the responsibility of them to green light or to prohibit someone from getting another, a, an opportunity, but it's, it's truly, it's different from normal bullying too. This is something where I think and it's it's hard to really figure out what to do there because there is patient confidentiality and you don't want to say, hey, a therapist needs to sign off that this kid has fully comprehended the difference between what he did and bullying um, because he he tortured this kid like that's and I think that in his traumatized brain, him. Yeah. I think in his brain, he bullied this kid. And I think everyone was bullied at some point in school. I think everyone was probably a bully to someone at some point in school. And there's a big difference between learning how to harness your emotions as a child and a teenager and learning how to interact kindly with other students 
and the learning that needs to be done in this instance, because that wasn't emotional regulation. And that's what there were some people on Twitter saying, well, lots of kids make bad emotional choices when they're kids. And I don't think this was a bad emotional choice. I think a bad emotional choice is when a kid in your class is annoying you and you call them stupid and you tell them you don't like their shirt. That is not nice. And that's something that you should apologize for. And, you know, that's not something that should be endorsed, but that is different. And this is the fact that it's even, even in like Mitchell Miller's mind and in the way that the Bruins framed it, it sounds like everybody is treating it as this bullying incident and it to me wasn't bullying it's it was truly like a physical act of assault it was an emotional assault it was emotional abuse and I think that's something that psychologically has to be addressed before somebody can move on and I don't think that's the responsibility of the kid who suffered at the hands of it to determine when when it's when it's finished i think that should be a professional's job we, we also have professional athletes in other sports and in this sport who've been quote unquote canceled for uh, tweeting out oh what's up drew uh the boston bruins have decided to part ways with mitchell miller oh no wow well, what a shame. I, we did it this podcast the Brews and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers of DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can go and earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, player props, and point totals. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details this they were like oh no it Bruce was really recording while we were a recording takedown this. here but the, it, and once again they announce it in like the fucking dead of night yeah i think just like during times that people <laughs> wouldn't be high traffic 9 p.m the damage uh, is done though because mm-hmm. at this point the fact that this kid has now had this contract taken away from him that's how he is going to view it and that's how unfortunately a too large percentage of the population is going to view it is that the quote-unquote cancel crowd have taken this opportunity away from this kid um and that's like the damage is done there the team signed this kid to a contract and basically said we think it's okay and then we're swayed by public opinion to do the right thing but at that point like they have rubber stamped it and now they're taking it away so to him this is he's going to view this as him being the victim now and that's not great yeah and what, what i was going to say another crucial component of this is that is the like targeted racist aspect of this where this it, mitchell miller was calling this kid by slurs for years 
And that's something that has put a mark on players in this sport and others, but still hasn't prevented them from being signed. And like we've, we've seen with Tony D'Angelo and I mean, even the uh, players in other. Yeah. I was, I was thinking like Josh Hader um, in baseball, like it's stuff where like, I don't know, things like tweeting out rap lyrics that maybe, maybe you shouldn't tweet out. Like that's a much lesser offense than targeted bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kid's uh, that's still being maybe not even mentioned with a lot of this other stuff. And, that, and that's something that he's not specifically apologizing for. Um, he's more focusing on this one incident rather than years of targeted harassment. Um, and which that's, is hard because that's that's a cultural thing there because that's something that other people heard him say that and mm-hmm. let it happen right. for years. Exactly. Which yeah. I think that's a that's a community issue there too. Which there's there's a lot to unpack with that. I, I just wanted to read Cam Neely's statement. Uh, right, let's do oh, it. I'm ready. So we can dissect this. So statement yeah. from Bruins president Cam Neely today. The Boston Bruins have decided to part ways with Mitchell Miller effective immediately. The decision to sign this young man was made after careful consideration of the facts as we are aware of them. As the facts as we were aware of them basically means we didn't know jack shit. We we didn't do our homework. This is what he told us. Are they copy pasting the uh, Coyotes one? Because that's basically what they did. They were like, we... We knew what the things that happened were because he said so, but then some more stuff came out afterwards and we didn't know about it. So we're terminating this contract. Uh, the fact well, in that case, they hadn't even signed him yet. Uh, this one. Renouncing the pick. All, yeah. this, all this stuff came out and the Bruins, like, I guess, don't read Arizona, weren't willing to pay the subscription to read the article. The decision to sign this young man was made after careful consideration of the facts that, as we were aware of them, that a 14 year old, he made a poor decision that led to a juvenile conviction. We understood this to be an isolated incident and that he had taken meaningful action to reform and was committed to ongoing personal development. Based on that understanding, we offered him a contract. Based on new information, we believe it is the best decision at this time to rescind the opportunity for Mitchell Miller to represent the Boston Bruins. We hope that he continues to work with professionals and programs to further his education and personal growth. We owe it to our fans, players, staff, partners, and community to make sure that our practices and protocols are in keeping with the ethos that we demand from ourselves and as an organization. As such, we will be reevaluating our internal processes for vetting individuals. Oh, How about talk to someone who isn't Ooh. them, uh, yeah. who wish to earn the privilege Ooh. of playing in the National Hockey League for the Boston Bruins. We are sorry that this decision was uh, has overshadowed the incredible work the members of our organization do to support diversity, diversity and inclusion efforts. Uh, we will continue to stand against bullying and racism in all of its forms. To Isaiah and his family, my deepest apologies if this signing made you and other victims feel unseen oh. and unheard. We apologize. You can't put an if statement in an apology. No. We're we sorry apologize. For your feelings. Uh, this my last bad. one. 
this last one does not have an if. We apologize for the deep hurt and impact we have caused. Okay. Um, finally, as a father, I think there is a lesson to be learned here for other young people. Be mindful of careless behaviors and going with the group mentality of hurting others. The repercussions can be felt for a lifetime. The repercussions can be felt for a lifetime makes it sound like, yeah, don't do it because it's going to hurt you for the rest you of your get life. Caught. Look at Mitchell Miller. How about uh, it's just a horrible thing to yeah. do, but you know. Uh, there, there there was no way to make that statement good. So I think he, like, he made it I'm, worse, I'm not going to dwell too much on how bad oh. it was, but like I'm just yeah. picturing him typing it up in his iPhone notes. Uh, I'm picturing like, ah. Patrice Bergeron standing there, pointing out the <laughs> standing over the players. I I know which moves that Cam Neely has been most responsible for, and I refuse to believe that someone with that cognitive ability uh, came up with that statement. That, statement. <laughs> that was that, a that was oh, a lawyer who wrote that up. A bad lawyer, though. Yeah. Well, do we have oh. do we have anything else we want to add? It, it was just kind of ironic that we we were talking about this and that the Bruins and the and, and we always get the worst timing with stuff and uh, oh, that was the um, best timing that was the best was timing that? the only time and unfortunately it wasn't something well it was something good actually it was something yeah, good that I mean, they it was decided something relating to, to something bad but yeah <sighs> I just uh, that statement was so bad mm-hmm. that was. That was so. He, I mean, he hit all the buzzwords there. He brought up mm-hmm. that Mitchell Miller was fourteen, which, I mean, I'm sorry. There are children who have been killed by the police at younger ages um, for being mistaken as adults. Um, people have gone to jail at fourteen. Um, I think. He's he was what he was in eighth grade, uh, so he was a year away from getting his learner's permit. So he was a year away from operating a heavy motor vehicle. Um, he was a year away from being allowed to hold a job, and this this idea that he was so young that he made this this just baffling mistake, and it's following him forever. That just that blows my mind. At fourteen, I I knew better. I, I think everybody knew better. I, I agree. I absolutely agree. And like the, when you see those people on Twitter saying like, are we just going to ruin this kid's life over one mistake? And like, the, where's that same energy? Are you defending people who've been uh, put in jail for life after committing heinous murders at the age of 14? These are <laughs> the same people who wanted Centoya Brown to stay in jail for the rest of her life. Um, but I... I wish those people had the same energy for defending Isaiah Meyer Crothers, uh, who had to go through a panel of STD tests at a hospital to ensure that he had not contracted anything like HIV due to the actions of one of his classmates who he considered to be a friend. And he was 14. That's a really harrowing experience to go through at 14. Um, I think that that's something that I wish they would focus on that instead of the fact that this other kid was 14 as well. And we should just, we should just let it all go. You know, I think that's, that is truly wild to me. Mm -hmm. A mistake at 14. And oops. 
thinking about all of our uh, friends from marginalized communities, especially the disability community and the black community who have had to think they've about had to, this. And they've had to, they've had to read some stuff. Mm -hmm. They've had to read a lot of comments. Uh, it seems like there was a lot of condemnation of the move on Twitter at first. And then the people who are like ardent defenders of shitheads all like rediscovered how to gain access to their Twitter. Like they all migrated back from parlor just in time. Did to you like, see the, uh, I forget who posted it. It was uh, Chanel reposted it. So yeah, it was a, a thread of people from Mitchell Miller's hometown, which I think just sort of reinforces that Mitchell Miller, I do think he made a very serious mistake and there's a chance that he's not a, genuinely sociopathic evil child it seems like there's a very very deep cultural void where he is from though and it seems like that is a bigger conversation of unlearning that needs to happen from not just him but the community there at large which is very hard the tony d'angelo thing where it was the his dad there, was yeah, like, of the, course he's the interview this stuff. with his I dad do too. <laughs> where it, it just like the oh yeah. i wonder how this happens like the because it, it, it appears that Mitchell Miller is trying to take steps to move forward. And I do sincerely hope that someone is able to help him understand what he needs to be unlearning. Because it seems like he is trying to take some steps, right? Like he's not, I will give him marginally more credit than Tony D'Angelo. I hope he continues. Who has not been to, taking any steps to move forward. I hope um, he continues to try to make the steps without the knowledge that it may be leading toward an NHL career. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously, just be a better person and realize that. That maybe <laughs> it will end up with you your realizing your dreams and maybe not. Like sometimes learn to be a better person just because it's good. Mm -hmm. For real. Um, on that note. Yep. Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this. This is not the easiest episode. It's not the most fun thing to hear about or listen to. Um, we'll we'll come back with with Isabel with Isabel next time around and try and lighten the mood a little bit. But these are these are important things to talk to and they uh, talk about and need to be addressed when when they come up. And unfortunately, in the NHL, it comes up a little too much. Um, but you know, we're we're going to be here talking about it every time it does. So. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Please stay in our community. We like we like you people. <laughs>